0: But there is only silence, following the low reverberation of a passing train. Donna murmurs half-words, in a language from which I have long awoken, turns, her arms stiffening, pressing at the dark in some inadequate defence, and submits once more to dream. We have not made love this evening past, nor on the previous night. Rather. I have lain, back towards her, feigning tiredness and then sleep, my knees pulled high in a posture of late marriage, grub curled like a bayoneted infantryman. In one way at least I have made it easier. Looking back, it will occur to her how what has happened should not have been wholly unexpected. My tongue has grown dry with the heat, pulling itself roughly from the mouth's roof. Unless it is a legacy of alcohol, unless anxiety at what must soon be done. I search out the glass of water, fingers crabbing over the bedside table, scuffling on the bamboo parquetry of its surface. Here the straps of a watch, its leather bent into the curve of my wrist. Here the tiny crest embossed upon the cigarette packet. I bring the water carefully to my lips. It is warm, spoiled by a night of air, with a faint taste of dust. I place the glass back on the table, hearing the faint click of its base against the watch face, the crackle, barely audible, of the bamboo squares pressed beneath its weight. What can be said? It is our fifth time together, and already it has gone too far. Already I have felt the tug of her dependence, a sense of need, not spoken, but present in her touch, in embrace, a fervour in her reaching out. Five occasions, three weeks. I anticipate the taint of shock upon her face. Who could not have known, who could never have suspected, who finds the sudden end of that which had only just begun. I will say this much. It has been worse. It has been far more ludicrous than this. Some years ago, five, yes, five years ago, when my lover of the time had announced that I should leave within the week, a simple, unexpected statement. Early, during the dissolution of my world that it occasioned, I had met Janine. The circumstances of our meeting, the growth towards a necessary intimacy, are irrelevant, What matters is the recollection of another room, another city. Melbourne. Late afternoon's bleak light, windows streaked with rain. Sudden flurries of raindrops against the glass, with the impatience of drumming fingers. And she, seated on the edge of my bed, looking down at her naked legs, then raising her eyes to mine i never thought that it would last forever she is saying i stand at the doorway slouched in the dreadful relief of this small atrocity but i never thought it would be a week i never thought a week and with donna three times as long maybe it is worse for that i can smell the stale tar of the ashtray "'Smell the pillow tinctured by damp hair. "'The mild sweetness of shoes dried of sweat. "'The handkerchief beneath the pillow where I placed it the night before, "'scrupulous as a child, "'dowed with mouth smears of cumin, coriander, the nicotine of turmeric. "'And it seems, though I know it is not possible, "'that beneath it all I can detect the methylation of the table's varnish, "'a faint, entrancing syrup.' I sense the first wave of light surge overhead, a thrashing of wings, these dispatched angels with their messages from God, and already I can make out the lining boards of the room, the picture rail high on the wall, the cedar mass of the wardrobe. But then, perhaps only because I know their presence? The rail is, after all, only a darker sash, and, in its lack of detail, The wardrobe could just as well be the exit to some other room. There is no sense as yet of the curvature of the timber, nor the metal handles.